You're listening to From the Director's Chair Podcast with J.J. Duke and Fairfield Athletic Director Paul Schlickman on the Stag Sports Network. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to, well, the beginning of the 2022-2023 athletics season here at Fairfield University, and we're kicking things off on the Stag Sports Network podcast channel with a special From the Director's Chair episode. I'm J.J. Duke. I hope that you all have been enjoying your summer. I've been doing just great, kind of recharging a little bit. And sitting across the table from me is a man that has been busier than you'd probably want to have in the summer season, but it's for all the right reasons. And I would used to say the director of athletics, Paul Schlickman, but now he is the vice president for athletics here at Fairfield University, is Paul Schlickman. Paul, um, good to see you. And have you had any chance to actually take a breath during the summer? Always great to see you, JJ, and uh, thanks for having us, and thanks for uh, engaging in this version of the director's chair, if you will. Um, it's been a crazy busy summer. It really has. And I, I'm just saying to one of my colleagues just the other day that I think it has been one of, if not the most, the busiest stretch of a summer I've ever experienced in my career. And I say that for, and it. you're right, it is for great reasons, because... You know, we are in a in a time of incredible growth, and we've used the word trajectory on many occasions, but we have very much a growth mindset here at Fairfield, and we are putting that forward in the athletics department as well, or carrying that forward. And so that has been the hallmark of the summer as well. So, it uh, you know, it doesn't stop, as you alluded to. Um, we have had uh, uh, a lot of work to do with uh, a number of personnel transitions, all for good reasons. People, uh, you know, we've been hiring, been fortunate to hire great people who are, who are learning and growing and going on to do great things. And so we have, we've in the aggregate, by the time we get to our first staff meeting, probably upwards of 20 new faces in the department. Um, and then, uh, a lot of projects. Um, I think we have four or five different projects going on right now. I know we'll get to, to a couple of marquee ones, but um, tennis courts and locker rooms and pools and office spaces and a number of things that are, you know, again, always trying to improve and upgrade our infrastructure and events. And I know we're going to talk about um, on the heels of uh, hosting the Final Four of the Cross, we also had to prepare for this. Our, our inaugural foray into the PLL, which was a resounding success. So very busy. Um, kudos to our staff for their incredibly hard work, incredible hard work, I should say. And uh, and also <laughs> along the way, trying to squeeze in a little bit of R&R and vacation time as well for some, you know, much needed rest on their part. But uh, a long way of saying incredibly busy, but incredibly productive. And now that our teams are reporting back this week, yesterday, today. Um, I think we're all feeling really good about what we've gotten after and what we've accomplished this summer. Oh, absolutely, and we're going to hit on really everything that Paul said throughout the course of this episode. But um, at the top, I did say that you've got a little bit of a title change where you're now the vice president for athletics. For people that are outside of, you know, 
collegiate sports. What exactly does that entail? Because you're still going to be the, the front man, the, the face of what this department is, but does that change your responsibilities a little bit? Are you going to be in a different office or any sort of those types of things? Yeah, so you're, you're a smart man. I, I kind of jumped over that, didn't I? Yeah. Um, so I, I would say first I'm um, obviously there was an announcement that went along with that. I am, I'm very uh, grateful, honored, humbled to be part of this incredible university and to be in a position to um, sign on for another five years and be part of this great place and, and all the great things that are happening and and have a great boss and be surrounded by an incredible senior leadership team and, and have a great staff here athletically. So I would say any uh, positive outcomes related to that uh, are a reflection of all those positive things that are that are happening around me and having a great team who's um, performing at a high level and achieving great things and uh, so I do feel pretty good about um, establishing that and working alongside those great folks um, and I would say relative to the title I, I think it's reflective of yes some of the successes we've had in establishing athletics here at Fairfield as a very um, viable vehicle or component of of uh, achieving our strategic objectives as a university, and then and I think now that we have established that for the last five years, I think doubling down on that and saying, okay, yes, our our overriding objective as a university is to achieve national prominence, and we the leadership think that athletics can continue to be you know a a very important vehicle to achieve that and as we enter into you know the next phase of master planning and as we enter into the next capital campaign and a lot of major strategic objectives i think it's reflective that athletics can and should be a viable component to that. And then my personal responsibility with that, no, I'll still be in Wallace. I'll still have the same office and, and all that's good. Um, so it doesn't have any impact on that. What I think it does for me personally is just, um, it reinforces my personal philosophy and the idea that athletics needs to be and should be effectively integrated into the university as a whole. And, and I think, um, I will be ever more mindful of that um, as we continue to move forward based on all the things that I just alluded to. Well, the only thing that I have to add on to what everything that you just said that encompassed our previous five years with now your title change is we might have to actually get a new title for the show because you're technically not an athletic director anymore, but <laughs> we'll we'll work on that with our uh, creative team. But um, one of the things that I was curious about, you are talking about kind of looking ahead for your next five years and mm -hmm. um it's the classic interview question, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? What have you done in the last five years? You've pretty much talked about everything that you've, a lot of things that you've done in the last five years, whether that's the prominence or continuing to build within the athletic facilities, you're hitting on it a little bit already. The curious thing that I'm, I think a lot of people might be interested in is where do you specifically see Fairfield taking 
you know, that next step in that national mm-hmm. pro, uh, national prominence over the next few years, whether it's small scale, big scale. I know there's a lot of things that are always being worked on, but where do you envision things are going to be during this sure. second stint that you have? Yeah, no, great question. I, certainly something I, I think about daily. Um, so what's, what's the look back? What do we, what do we, what can we look back on and say, okay, we've, we've done X, Y, and Z. And what are the, what are the most important categories, if you will, as, as benchmarks of success? Well, we've won 16 conference championships. We are continually ranked amongst the highest of our peers in division one in all the academic metrics for our student athletes off the charts. Um, our fundraising numbers have grown considerably with each passing year. So we're doing a great job, I think, of our alumni outreach and fostering a spirit of giving an excitement amongst our constituents to, to give back. Um, a number of metrics that I think can show that we have moved the needle all in the name of being aspirational and trying to be, when I got here, the premier program in, in the MAC. Um, we have knocked on the door, I guess, with the, the, the tangible benchmark of that being the Commissioner's Cup. We've won it twice on the women's side. We've come really close in the overall one. Um, so that's we are aspiring to be the best we can be where we are. Um, the next five years, my my overarching objective aligns with, and this goes back to what I said at the outset, over aligns with President Nemec's aspirations. He has established since he got here a vision for Fairfield to be the premier modern Jesuit Catholic university. Aligned with that notion, I want us to be a premier Division One athletics program. We've bantered around the, and will continue to, I guess, the mid-major moniker, whether that's applicable or not. I want to be a premier Division One athletics program, regardless of how you want to classify it or subdivide it or whatever it may be. Um, so the next five years will be focused on continuing to try and attain that. And, and that goes back to, you know, trying to be very strategic and thoughtful about it, engaging in a master planning process to evaluate all of our infrastructure and our facilities and see what our needs and wants are. The next capital campaign, again, dovetailing off of a master plan along with some other categories. What are, what do we need? What are our gaps? What do we need to do? What do we need to add to achieve that overriding objective or those objectives? So that's how I see the next five years. And again, always operating in sync and on a parallel track with the university's vision and their objectives, having athletics, you know, um, foster those and add value to those while trying to mimic and achieve our own along the same path. Well, the beautiful thing about this platform is I'm actually going to look forward to five years from now. We can look back and see what you're we thinking at this present time to what we where Fairfield is going to be five years from now. I think that's kind of the beauty of it, but we appreciate We better, we better get it done because it's, yeah. in, it's on tape, so <laughs> yeah, I, 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 nothing, I can't hide. No take backs. But no, I, I appreciate you taking some time to talk no, about I, that. I'm, I, I love talking about it. I, you know, I think uh, it's exciting. 
And I, I just met with our, I know I'm digressing, but that's okay. I just met with our men's soccer team to say hello. They had their initial compliance meeting. Um, and I said, quite honestly, I, I, this starting my sixth year, it, and it is, I've never been more excited, energized, um, inspired um, by what I think we have ahead of us. And for so many reasons. And this is an incredible place on an amazing path with an incredible growth mindset. And it's really, really fun to be a part of that. Mm. It really is. And I hope, I hope, I think our staff knows that. I th- And I think, and I try to always impart that to our athletes as well, but I think they get it. Um, so I, I would say fasten your seatbelts and let's go. I think, you know, we've, I've, we have our foot on the gas every day at this university in the pursuit of excellence. And, and we're doing it in a way that is rooted in traditional core values. And that is a dynamite combination. And if we can continue to do that, the world is our oyster. Well, you talk about getting that foot down on the pedal. The season's already pretty much here. <laughs> I mean, it, it, they, always say it's, sure. they always say it's going to be here before you know it. Well, Our women's now. soccer team had a scrimmage yeah. yesterday after three days of practice. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Hey. And they're going to be kicking off in not too much time. So uh, we'll give you the home openers for all of our kind of core fall teams coming in. Women's soccer, as you said, they've got a few friendlies uh, here and amongst, but they open up their, their home openers on Sunday, August 21st against UMass. We've got a doubleheader actually on Friday, September the 2nd when field hockey has their home opener against Holy Cross at 4 and then at 7 o'clock that night, Albany's here so you can hang around that Friday and then a couple days later, volleyball against St. John's they'll be at 6. You talked about your meeting with the men's soccer team Mm -hmm. earlier. You getting to see all the teams back in and amongst it. Basketball's been here throughout the summer as well. A few more of our teams are going to start getting going very shortly. Um, What's kind of the sense around the campus right now and thinking that could this be another year as good as it has been for our fall team specifically? Yes, I've been, yes, I think so. And yes, I've, I've tried to meet, I always try to meet with all our teams when they come in the door just to, just to welcome them back and say hello and, and have done so with um, women's soccer and volleyball and um, men's soccer today. Um, and then I think field hockey comes in tomorrow or they're starting to arrive today and they have their meeting tomorrow. But, um, I think it's excitement. I do. I think they're excited to be back. Um, I think they there is a great sense of, for some, <clears throat> continuing along a path, an established path of success. Um, field hockey and volleyball as two examples. Um, and, and I, based on what I see, what I know in terms of the makeup of their respective rosters be it returners and or newcomers i like their chances and i like their chances to continue that path of success um men's soccer you know a couple of bounces here and there a couple of injuries here and there and they're they're right there last year so they have a bunch of newcomers but i like the culture of the team and i think they have a chance to to take a step and the same thing with women's soccer they, i was just talking to coach barrett today after their scrimmage and he really liked their energy on the the field against, you know, the regular season Patriot League champs from last year. So playing everybody. So I like the I like the early energy and, and uh and I think um and to your point I did indicate that to the men's soccer. I said I think our 
I think we have as good a chance to uh, have a number of teams um, be poised for either taking a step or continuing a path this year. So it's exciting to, to come into a year with that ahead of you. Yeah, as you said, last November we had field hockey and volleyball win championship trophies. Soccers were in the semifinals of mm-hmm. the MAC, and as you said, an unlucky break for the men against Ryder. Otherwise, that could have been a much different ball game there. Yes, but that was a tough one. It's uh, it, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And like I said, we get going. I mean, we're recording a week and a half before the women's soccer home opener. And for you all that want to come out here to campus to check out. Not only just the home openers, but any of those games have it over to uh, FairfieldStags.com as all the schedules as well as up-to-date rosters are available so you can you know get to know some of our new faces that we're going to have around here as well. And speaking of new faces, this transitions nicely over into what we've been doing this past summer because you alluded to earlier, Paul, that this has been probably your most hectic summer on mm-hmm. the work side of things. Uh, Fairfield hosted a lot of events. We'll get to that in a second. Sure. But, um, there's going to be a number of new faces around around campus as well. Uh, one of those is the head coach of our men's and uh, women's swim and dive, and that would be J.C. Dyer. So I'm curious um, what was kind of the uh, the big, you know, go to get her and bring her in. Yeah, an uh, extensive, I would say, exhaustive national search, engaging a number of different entities and constituents. Obviously, um, a program that had um, established a great track record of success over the last five years, and Coach Bruno did a terrific job and certainly wanted to go out and find someone who we thought would be a great fit and could t- continue us on that path. And And I'm really confident and excited that we found out with J.C. Dyer. I think she's going to be a, a terrific head coach here and and great value add to our team and our family and our culture. And, um, you know, one of the things that I, that I place great stock in in terms of uh, – assessing, evaluating, interviewing potential head coach candidates and really any person coming into the department is um, what is your track record of success? And and that can be as a student athlete, that can be as an assistant coach, that can be as a head coach. And JC's track record of success at every step along the way, she's clearly added value and been a part of multiple championship w- programs along the way. And so competed as a high level as an athlete and been a part of, you know, successful programs and at some great places and um, just really liked her energy, really liked her um, demeanor and, and how she, what she will bring to the table for those two programs. So great ad, excited to have her and, uh, and was um, excited to be able to land someone like her for our student athletes. No, most definitely. I mean, as you said, she, you know, decorated athlete, um, at her alma mater at Toledo where she ended up mm-hmm. being an assistant coach as well as James Madison most recently at, at Virginia Tech so we look forward to uh, potentially having a chat with her in some capacity here on the Stag Sports sure. Network before she gets going in the pool and that's a sport that it'll be here before you know it I think they get competition going as early as October so they're going to be right in the pool uh, getting after another team that will teams I should say that will be getting going soon uh, cross country they, they're mm-hmm. another uh, core fall sports team Jake Duckworth is now the uh, new uh, head coach for that team. Kind of similar question, what did you see, what impressed uh, from his interview process to have him uh, be on board? Sure, very recent and, and another um, another great one to uh, to bring on board in my view. A um, number of things I liked about Jake, he um, was a, a very successful runner at Fordham, so another Jesuit university and 
um, at a similar competitive level. So I, I liked what he did and his familiarity with that. Um, and what, what really impressed me about Jake is that since his graduation, and he spoke very articulately about this, he has been very intentional about trying to follow a path to become a collegiate head coach. And in a short number, in a short period of time, um, has has checked a bunch of boxes. He's um, he went and got a master's in exercise science. He's gotten some certification from the U.S. Track and Field Association. He's done a a lot of coaching in the in the New Haven Running Club. Um, so a number of things he's done to try and establish himself and be prepared. And uh, so this opportunity kind of came along at the right time, I think, for him and for us. Um, I think he intuitively and uh, understands and will um, embrace our culture and what we've tried to establish here um, in that Jesuit framework. And I think he'll be a really good fit for athletes. So I'm excited to bring Jake on board as well. Yeah, definitely. We wish Jake and JC as well all the luck as they get their journeys going here at Fairfield University. Now, those are two of the hires that you're bringing in. These are not um, hires that I'm going to talk about next, but these are um, – very special student athletes that have picked up some awards recently in recognition for what they've done here at Fairfield University. And um, I, I know these two, we've been around them for quite a long time. They've been just about done everything that you can ever ask for. And we're speaking of Rachel Hakes, uh, formerly of Fairfield women's basketball, and Malin Iglesias, formerly mm-hmm. of Fairfield field hockey. Um, they were just recently been announced as nominees for the NCAA Woman of the Year. Both actually kind of a you know, interesting trajectory because Rachel Hakes was through the MAC and Malin mm-hmm. Iglesias was actually through, I guess, what you call the independent and associate members because Fairfield doesn't compete in the MAC for field hockey. They compete in the NAC. So she had to go through a different process. But amazing to see those two um, get honored for their work. And for those that want to see all their accomplishments, their long list of accomplishments, you can go to fairfieldstags.com. But I know you've had many opportunities to be around both of those um, talented people. And right. what what do you have to say about them in getting the recognition like this? Yeah. First of all, thanks for uh, having that on here and, and, and giving Rachel and Mel and their due on this. I think, I've run out of superlatives to describe them or talk about them and what they have accomplished and what they have meant to their respective programs and to our department and frankly to this university. So it, um, incredible honors, so well deserved, um, two amazing young women who have accomplished some exceptional things in their very young, um, careers, if you will, um, bittersweet because um we would have loved obviously to have them here for another year but um given every they've they poured their heart and soul into this place and did so many incredible things so we are very proud to see them go on and 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 see reach get it done in Tulane and Mellon at Ohio State and and so obviously wish them the best I spoke to Rachel on the phone the other day just to congratulate her on on her honors you know and, and advancing in this this progression I guess if you will and uh ironically I ran into Malin because she was here visiting before she goes out reports for camp so fortunately had the opportunity to to communicate with them both um so proud um 
so fortunate to be associated with such incredible young people and those two being two of the finest I've ever been around. Well, so we're going to miss I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. No, you, you hit it perfectly. <laughs> and I mean, I've been around um, them calling their you know, athletic achievements for the last few years. And it, it's like you, it's going to be one of those hard ones to see them wearing another jersey next mm-hmm. year. But that being said, because of the fact that they will have Rachel two degrees here from Fairfield Mellon, just graduating I mean, earlier uh, this a year. Couple, a couple of slackers, honestly. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Got to shave them up, Paul. Got to shave them I mean, no, listen, we wish them all the best, and we look forward to seeing both of them compete this year for their mm-hmm. respective schools, and we're going to be their number one fans. Sure thing. Unless they play Fairfield, then it's going to become right. really awkward. Exactly. <laughs> um, moving to another direction, you spoke about this earlier, Paul. The um, We had a little bit of an event here uh, just a few weeks ago where we had the uh, Premier Lacrosse League you know, stop right through Connecticut, Fairfield, Connecticut, to be exact here, Rafferty Stadium. That was an amazing weekend. Um, we basically saw the highest level of lacrosse you will ever see. All Americans basically littered across eight teams in that league. Two games on the Saturday, two games on the Sunday. You had one goal thrillers, overtime games, highlight real plays, and all of it being done in front of capacity crowds here at Rafferty Stadium. You talk about national prominence, national exposure. Three of those games on ESPN two talk and you you look on social media and see just compliment after compliment after praise after just raving about the experience here. We we're having athletes from other sports coming on down. Chris Kreider was here sitting front row of the New York Rangers and a few others that were here as well. You had a, a front row seat to see it all mm-hmm. get set up and then you were just able to kind of watch and see how it all went on the two days. So Give us the perspective of right. the AD of the school of having this come through, but as a fan as well, seeing just great level across being played here at Fairfield. Yeah, you hit it on. There's so many layers to this in terms of why it was such a great thing for the university and why it was such a great weekend. And um, the list goes on and on. Um, I'm going to start by saying when um, the powers that be envisioned this stadium that we are sitting in what is it eight years ago now um larry rafferty and others envisioned building a place like this so that it could be a premier facility and host events like that to bring that type of crowd and that type of attention to this university in the sport of lacrosse and we just saw it come to life And so I honestly was walking around this stadium on both Saturday and Sunday thinking about Larry and so many others who've been, who envisioned that and were were really generous and and, um, strategic about thinking that and and being really proud that it was coming to fruition. Um, The other piece I would say is an incredible... It's a, it was a really heavy lift mm. and an incredible undertaking, yes, on the part of our staff, and I'm incredibly proud of our staff and how hard they worked and and how they were, like, really on it with the, all the operations, but incredibly, incredible collaborative effort with a dozen different entities on campus to try and make it happen. And I think that was really, that really, the university shone in that regard, shined in that regard. Um in terms of 
showing what we're capable of accomplishing because we have a growth mindset, because we collaborate really well, because we work so well together and work seamlessly. And so I think it was a tribute to the university in that regard. Um, getting people from all over Fairfield County to come see this campus and come see this place, be it so for, for lacrosse-centric reasons or having them see Fairfield for the first time, incredible weekend, um, a lot of fun mm. just to be yeah. a part of it and and to witness it and to see the joy in people's faces of young kids and families and lacrosse junkies and whomever was here. So um, a home run, forgive the misplaced. Um, that, that That's the next field over. Um, reference there, but uh, really an incredible weekend. And um, I think very pleased with the outcomes and all the exposure, obviously, that we anticipated it would bring us. Um, but I think well-deserved because I, th I do think we did a good job and uh, got some great feedback from the PLL folks who were incredible to work with. Um, really good folks, really organized, um, good people. They've got a great concept and they're knocking it out of the park. And we were glad to be a part of it and help them do that and uh, certainly look forward to a, a continued partnership with them. It would be an amazing partnership to, and to see them back here maybe as early as next summer. There is some irony, though, with the PLL coming because for those that were watching, watching them, the players play on this field, well, that, that field is gone. We're actually looking at gravel right now because um, recently the Fairfield University uh, received three-quarters of a million uh, gift uh, from an anonymous mm -hmm. donor uh, for a renovation of the playing surface here at Rafferty Stadium. A brand-new field turf playing surface is going to be coming in. The design uh, will be unveiled in the next couple of weeks as the completion or the project comes closer and closer to completion. Um, I know that's very quickly, Paul, just kind of summarize sure. what that means and what we can expect uh, when teams, especially lacrosse teams, come back here in the fall. Yeah, I, again, I think it's incredible. I, I, let's start at the – it wouldn't be possible without this incredible um, expression of generosity and this gift. And uh, so – incredibly grateful for that and and those who were responsible for it and the spirit behind it and uh so again i think it speaks to um the real passion that our family our constituents have for this place and what we're trying to do to to um optimize the experience we provide for our students and in our case our student athletes and uh really blessed to have that buy-in and that passion for that. So um, that's incredible in and of itself. And and it, it is, it's addressing a need. You know, um, we talked about the onset of Rafferty Stadium. Well, this, you know, this place is going from dawn till 11, 12 at night. Yep. And so it's it's takes a lot of wear and tear. So it, it was time to try and do this. Um, so the timing is incredible and uh, again, will be, um, another step in trying to, um, continue to enhance and or, um, <clears throat> maximize our infrastructure so that we can, I'll go back to what we just talked about earlier, continue to provide 
premier facilities, premier experiences to be that up, upper tier program. And, and this certainly does that without question. You're really getting the hang of the segue thing because the, last, it, man. the last bit that we're going to get to in the show. And just we're in sync. Yeah. We've done this an, a lot now. So, you know, we're, we're in sync. It's good. We've done a lot, but we haven't done this in a while. So I'm appreciating that we're just, you know, even if there's time off, we're just rolling right through. People have been listening and waiting. They, they want to know. The on-campus arena. They've seen the social media. And by mm-hmm. the way, if you haven't gone over there, you've been sleeping under a rock. We've got a lot of stuff over there on our social media channels about the progression of the construction of our new on-campus arena. It's looking beautiful. I know the scoreboard is getting you know, fixated and getting ready to be raised up. Mm-hmm. The seating bowl is coming together. We've got the roof up. Everything's looking really good. What's the update? And... We're going to be playing basketball on a what would be Friday, November eighteenth, when the women yep. uh, open up the home slate against Stonehill. The update update is that it's still on time and it looks incredible. Uh, I think it's getting looking better with each passing day. I was in there a week ago, um, and it looks incredible. And I think it's just going to continue to to come together in in great shape. Um, everybody who's been through there has, I think, been. Had, has come through um, smiling, elated, excited, um, whatever superlative you want to put on it. Um, so I think it's in great shape and uh, obviously looking forward to uh, a really exciting runway to to that opening date. Um, still a lot of work to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will continue to knock on wood as we say that, but um you know, obviously our, our vice president of facilities, Dave Frass and his entire staff and Gilbane and, and the, everybody working on it is they're working incredibly hard and, uh, to, to get us to that, to that date successfully. Um, it's just, uh, but there's a lot of work to do. You know, we've got, um, we're, we're, we've disseminated some initial information about season tickets. So we've got that process looming and, and some, so work to be done there. Um, but I think what's important to note is, uh, which I think we've tried to allude to along the way is there's, there's so much behind the scenes work in addition to the actual physical construction of the building to, to create the infrastructure and the systems and the operational necessities to have this be a success, um, that, uh, I think we've done a good job with that. We've made a lot of strides and, uh, Looking forward to that November 18th day for sure. No, without a doubt. And as Paul mentioned, um, those are waiting to hear about season tickets. Uh, there recently, you actually penned a nice little update mm-hmm. on the Fairfield uh, Stags website. And for those that are curious, you can go on there now. Uh, there will be a little bit more information about what's been happening behind the scenes to get the facility ready, uh, announcing our partnerships that we've had with the Aspire Group and Packy Olin, talking about the different types of uh, ticketing uh, partnerships as well as marketing fundraising solutions, so on and so forth. You guys can go on fairfieldstacks.com and have a look at that. And season tickets will be coming out soon, but you can make sure to check out that article because you can confirm your interest by purchasing, uh, in purchasing your basketball season tickets by visiting fairfieldstacks.com. I did tee up, though, and this will be the last thing that we're going to discuss. Women's basketball did announce their non-conference home schedule. Men mm-hmm. right knocking on the door that they'll be releasing that very, very soon. But the women 
Houston have three games that will be at home. I mentioned the Stonehill game. Sacred Heart will be coming here as well in December. But the big one, Michigan, that is in Michigan, last year Elite Eight team, will be coming here on Sunday, November 20th, which is a very important date because it's my birthday. I'll be working on my birthday. That is we're the be... most important reason for No, sure. the most important reason is Michigan is coming to Fairfield. Carly Tebow Dudonis has pulled a, a really – strong non-conference <laughs> schedule has to be said but Michigan coming here that is a big big game yeah for sure it's a great game it's really exciting I mean obviously Michigan is carries its own brand and its own identity and certainly has has put themselves you know atop or near the top of the Big Ten of women's hoops and and there's no doubt that Carly's connectivity to to the Big Ten helped you know land that one um some several things fell into place for us to to secure that game, but it, but it's a it's a great one to have for us here, and and, and you know it's is it uh, is it aspirational? You betcha. Is it does it align with everything that we have talked about here and everything that we're aspiring to on a daily basis? You betcha. So um, I think it's great, and uh, you know I love that she's going to challenge herself that way, and you know we're doing the same with some of the the non conference road games as well and and people will see that on the men's side so we're we're continuing to to challenge ourselves along those lines um but excited about the seasons ahead for both of them absolutely and again for all those that want to keep up with everything make sure to do so on fairfieldstags.com as well as all of our social media platforms and continuing to keep an eye on how the new on-campus arena is coming together paul it's been a pleasure it's been a long time since we've done this but we covered a lot here in this episode and sure we look did. forward to um Getting the season going pretty soon. Sounds great. Thanks, JJ. Always appreciate it. Absolutely. That's going to do it for this episode from the Director's Chair. Until next time, I'm JJ Duke signing off, and we'll talk to you all real soon. Go Stags. Thanks for listening to From the Director's Chair podcast. To listen to past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com. And be sure to follow the Stag Sports Network on Twitter.